I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, welcome to the next episode of the Foyne Jones Show. I believe it's number 18. In fact, it's confirmed it's number 18. Thank you, Callum Church. And I am joined remotely by Ross Penman. That's right, Ross, isn't it? That's right, yes. Ross is a a listener to the podcast. We've got to know each other over recent months. And he's coming on the show to talk about himself, his family, his journey in KBB, and more importantly, what you're doing now. So, Ross. Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. Welcome to the podcast. I think it's your your first experience of being on a podcast and t- talking to us live. So tell us about yourself, Ross. Introduce yourself. Thanks, I'm Ross, 36, uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, and um, working for a company called Victor Paris Bathrooms up here. And have done so for maybe about uh, coming up 13 years. 13 years. What I would say, Ross, with your... Edinburgh accent and my West London accent, we might have to get a translator or subtitles for people to understand what we're saying. But uh, listen, I mean, Edinburgh is a beautiful city. So is that is that always been home for you? It's always been home, yeah. Always been home. Here. Always been home. Yeah. No so Aspirations are going elsewhere. Oh, mate, you know, home's where the heart is, and I think that's that's the most important thing. But tell us about Victor Paris Scotland. I mean, the, the business itself, just bring, just explain more for people that are perhaps further away or even on your doorstep that don't know too much about you. Yeah, so um, Victor Paris is now in its uh, 43rd year of trading. Um, originally started in Edinburgh. And over the years, it's expanded um, throughout various cities in Scotland, um, going into Glasgow, going into Dundee, going into Fife, and other showrooms in our Edinburgh. We currently employ maybe about 75 um, staff throughout all different departments from retail, sales, designs, directors, marketing, you know, uh, warehouse staff, all that sort of stuff. Um, or kind of platform for our for our business is over a few a few different markets. We've got our Victor Paris brand, which is and that's mostly aimed towards kind of your your mid range, high end uh, consumer. And um, there's a, a another part of the business called Buy Right Bathrooms, which has um, a few showrooms also, which is more catered towards your entry level. So com- competition wise would be the likes of you know your B and Q's, your Wicks. Um, the bath stores when you know um, when that was when that was around, and um, we also have another company as well called the Edinburgh Bathroom Company, which oh. is kind of mid range as well, um, with the, the view expanding all of these over time. I mean, I'd like to think that Foyne Jones is a business a. a- the KBB arena. I'd like to think that I'm 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 reasonably knowledgeable about about businesses up and down the UK. But I have to say I, I was blown away with the 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 enormity of, of the of the operation, the group you're working for, because I I saw it from the outside as like you started off, you know, three showrooms, the Edinburgh one, the Glasgow one, the Dundee one, a lot of heritage, a lot of history, and, and a mid to luxury offer and a very good 
I would say. But as we've got to know each other and I've looked a little bit deeper, um, you've got so much more up your sleeve and so much more going on, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we kind of, we, we hide a little bit. <laughs> We're not uh, actively probably promoting is probably the right word to use, but uh, we just, we, 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 we sit in the showrooms and we do our job. And um, that that's what we do. Um, so we're not we're, we're a bit of a, a hidden gem as such when it comes to people down south, other other um, manufacturers, suppliers, consumers, stuff like that. I mean, we are big big heavy advertisers to the consumers, um, you know, to get clientele through the doors. Well, that's good, mate. Yeah, well, I think I think the strength in depth comes to light, and that's going to give you that's going to give you resources. It's going to give you infrastructure. It's going to give you logistical support, and you know, and you've got a headcount there which is significant. But I, I'm really interested, and this is one of the one of the great things since we've launched this podcast is that we we bring personalities to life and individuals to life within our sector so you know you you know someone as a showroom manager as a director of a company as the guy who comes to see me or the the face on social media the the silly man like me who jumps around in videos but you've also got that that history there and that accumulation of knowledge and you were very humble at the start saying you know you've been there for 13 years but but you started in um in a much more junior position than where you are now, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, previous to joining KPB, um, my background was working at um, Benson's Beds and DFS. With the the family, being a company that's family run, the family that own it had bought lots of stuff off me in my past. Yeah. Every time they kind of offered me a job. And one day, you know, you think, do I want to do this? Do I want to change? So I thought, I'll come up. So I come up suit and tie cv in hand six months ago yeah. he offered me a job here i am <laughs> um what you got and they didn't have a place at the time um but then just talking one of the directors went away come back and said are you serious you say, of course like, oh, i am yes, i've got my suit and tie i've got my cv i'm so knocking on your door so yeah come through the back we'll have a chat and then mm. started the next you see that's it's so yeah, interesting for me because there's so much science and technology and tactics and strategy and you know good recruitment advice bad recruitment advice weird and crazy recruitment advice yeah so so in your early 20s you've done something which many people would i'd say eight or nine out of ten people wouldn't want to do that you've actually you know took control knocked on the front door and said look you know here i am and that's that sometimes, you know, that, that, that can be the secret to, to any job-seeking situation. But so, so what was the first position? What did you do on your first day? It, it was shadowing. It was, it was learning. I mean, to be honest, going back that time, I remember getting, feeling like I've made the wrong choice here. I'm, I'm, I can't quite get this. Um, having to understand designs, having to understand plumbing, jo- joinery, layouts, what can't be done, what can be done. And that's before you even bring in the fact of yeah. products and manufacturers and all their range of choices. Um, so it was close to, like, uh, have I made the wrong choice to jump ship here? Um, but I thought, no, what I did was went on Amazon. Mm. I got loads of books on designs and, um, you know, these idiots' guides to plumbing and stuff like that and just sat and kind of read them and got a better understanding. Um, shadowed the, mm. the directors and the staff here 
because uh, it's very family orientated. So they've got you know sons and daughters and things like that in the showrooms. So just spent the time you know following them when they were serving. I was on their back watching, listening, um, just constant, and um, it just clicked. And then from there, it's built and built and built and built and built. And now it's just. And I think that's a, that, that's know, also a testament to your personality and your approach because you've been welcomed into a family business with family members still playing an active role. So. You know, you have to have a certain way about that. You know, I've I've had my eldest boy working with me, you know, and it could be spectacularly good and spectacularly bad. And, you know, you, you've got that. And, and other employees, I guess, have had to learn to kind of fit around that or just kind of, and I try and get people here to be part of the Foyne Jones family and the Foyne Jones team. And that that's where I go. But yeah. in your journey, Ross, from that first day to, to where you are now, um, what sort of positions were you in? I mean, obviously, you've probably done everything and anything, but was there was there a clear path? You know, you, you you swept up, then you answered a phone, and then you did a... Was there a route, or you tell me? Um, no, it was employed yeah. as a salesperson designer, and it's um, it's always been that, first and foremost. That's, that's what you're here to do, you know, interact with customers, engage in them, qualify them, present a proposal, and... Uh, hopefully follow through with the with the payment but it's just there's no kind of right or wrong in the job role whatever you know as long as it's not damaging in any way it's you know mm. go out and uh, find the business so there's no there's no clear path there's no right or wrong as long as as long as you're able to do what you can do and uh, help consumers and help bring in some figures yeah, and that's so, so tell, tell me Ross just just bringing that to sort of because I want to get to know you sort of away from work but bringing that part of where you are right now to sort of conclusion the, explain your current yeah. position tell me about your showroom and what you're doing right now please mate um, the showroom currently is in Edinburgh based over two floors with about 150-ish displays on, on show. So in terms of showroom size, it's massive. All our showrooms are incredibly big. So someone coming in, it's not doing the small studio, sitting down and looking through catalogues and looking at computers. We've got a showroom big enough that can cater for a vast range of products to help engage with the consumers. Um, mm. All our showrooms are kind of based that way. You know, our Glasgow showrooms is on seven floors. Dundee is on a massive single floor level, uh, as well as all the other the other showrooms, the Byrights and the Edinburgh Bath and the Edinburgh Bathroom Company. Um, in the Edinburgh shop, got about ten sales staff, um, as well as support staff behind the scenes. Um, we are a very busy staff. This is where uh, showroom for the staff. So that's where the the, the heritage mm. started from. You know, forty three years ago, we've got a big name in Edinburgh. You know, a lot of people know our advertising and our jingle that we put out on the radio station and things. So, if we are, if consumer goes to one, you know, shops at three places, whatever it is that they're buying. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got quite a fan base on social media. We we were looking at it in preparation for the show, and there, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of warmth, and I think that is that is the history. And do you know what? For me, it, it was just quite refreshing because. There has been this year, and it, it happens, and, you know, it's for the great, great, great grace of God and touching wood, but there's been a lot of doom and gloom a, across KBB. You know, people are, are in difficult situations. They're losing yeah. their jobs or they're facing redundancy. 
And, you know, you can see a market or a, a, an arena which is facing some challenges at different levels, not at every level. Um, but, you you know, to, to have that reputation, to be busy, to be standing out, out from the crowd is a testament to... Yes, it's a testament to the history, but it's a testament to what you and the team are doing right now. So I think, I think that's that's, re that's really, really good to hear. Um, how has the, you know, we'll just take take the obvious and, you know, let's take the the Barfstore news, you know, the, the the terrible situation, part of the, you know, some of the branches, 40-odd, 44 being saved. I mean, how, what, what sort of reaction does that have within your business, with your team and your customers? Um, I mean, we've got two bath stores in the Edinburgh area that, you know, they would have been good. They're, they're established. They would have been here, I don't know, 12, 15 years or maybe more. So it's not that they're, you know, fly-by-night showrooms or anything. They'll, they'll, they were good at what they did. Um, what has happened since they've left, you've got a small increase in footfall coming round. That business is going to, you know, separate towards all the other competitors in Edinburgh. Um, what is done for us in the showrooms is to try and have one or two bays more catered towards that type of market. So there's, you know, plans put in place that we, because of our family running stuff and able to do things like that, if we need to change something, we can quickly sort of change um, our showroom, you know, kind of overnight, yeah. as it were. So a few displays to cater for that that market, with the point of view of then you know upselling mm. them, and getting them more into a Victor Paris brand of mm. bathroom. Okay. And what about the the the, the morale of, of your staff, your business? Because I mean, they're going to see people that that are affected by this. It creates it creates some uncertainty, does it? Is it business as usual for you guys? Is there is there has there been people knocking on your door like like you knocked on the Victor Paris door many many years ago? It is business as usual for everybody. All, all the staff are still you know busy as ever, which is all good news. So there's not a real uncertainty feeling. If you know if if you were quiet. Like I remember, uh, you know, when the, the recession was five years or so ago, it was quiet. Mm. So you were always worried and it was always every day was a big dig deep to, to try and get the most out of the day. But, you know, everybody's doing OK. There's a bit of increase in footfall. It's quiet during the summer months, but things are things are positive. Definitely. Um, we never really get um, other designers or sales staff kind of knocking on our door very rarely um which we don't know why you know it's a bit of a shame because we are you know all intents and purposes a name in the industry but anywhere locally nobody really comes in so i think what we might do is um you know have when better bathrooms was um going our glasgow mm -hmm. branch they picked up a couple of people and um, from from that side as did our broxburn area but um we don't really get that. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer to that. And, and, you know, you, you never know every one thing I've learned in recent weeks is that everyone's situation is very, very different and every individual's different, but I've got, we've got um, a podcast planned with, with some Barstow people and, you know, it'd be that, that if we could get it to go ahead, will be quite, be, be really interesting because we're going to combine, you know, employability and career advice with, you know, the then and the now and some personalities there will be talking about how it's affected them at different levels and what their hopes are for the future. So I think you can't compare a situation with something else. 
But from what I can see about the job you and your team are doing and the business in general, it, it's it's a success story. But success stories take hard work. And you, like a football yeah. team, you know, you need to reinvent. You need to make new signings. You need to train harder. You know, you need to compete different tactics. So that that's the game. That's what we're in. That's KBB. Ross, great start to the show. Thank you very much. So, Ross, listen, you know, what what everyone wants to know is the person behind that desk, what they're like when they close the door, when they go home. So I've got a little bit of an advantage. I know you're a family man. I know you're not particularly a football fan, but you had to pick. I think I think you said you supported a certain team to help your chances of gaining employment where you are at the moment, which you, you may want to share with us. But but tell That's us true. about you, mate. What, what do you do at the weekends, your family? Let's get to know you as a person. Yeah, so definitely a family man, you know, wife, two kids. Oh, I've got a boy that's five, well, six actually last week, and a little girl that is uh, two and three next year. So a very active kids, very active family life, um, as, as is every parent. So when it comes to, you know, weekend and downtime, the time you get home and do the chores and stuff, it's all about just spending as much time doing things with them as you possibly can. My wee boy, he just... Um, He's so active. He's unbelievably active. You know, he's he's constant. He, he has no. You'd rather sure, surely you'd rather so have your wee boy. What's his name? Surely you'd rather have Jackson, Jackson. like that than, than pressing buttons on a PlayStation in the corner, mate. Wouldn't you? All, all day, all day long. Definitely. I mean, I wish I could say you know the young family yes. gets easier as they become an old family, mate. But I can't give you any comfort. I've got my eldest will be turning twenty-one in October. Most people who follow me will know he's just started a new life and career in Barcelona. That was not without stress, trust me. And uh, but yeah, he, he's he's loving it. And my youngest was also his birthday was last week. He turned seventeen, so it, it carries on. It's just in in different ways. But it's tough being a parent, and it's unforgiving. But it's the most magical thing that can happen. But something I did want to did want to ask you, and we'll go back into your interest. But we are now. At the end of July, uh, we're into August. So school is out for summer. How's that? How does that affect the Penman yeah. family when you work, rest, and play? It's uh, definitely hard. It's a big juggle between you know your usual childcare, nurseries, after-school clubs, holiday clubs, grandparents, sister-in-laws, all that sort of stuff. So it is it is um, hard. You have got one kid going one place, another kid going to another place. Um, tiring for everybody it's hard that. I, mean, I, I remember sure like you know we've got a rugby match there we've got a football match here you know we, we're they're both starting this it's chaos but I also remember quite quite I don't know surreally or just with a just with a wry smile how tough those summer holidays were at time if you if, if you're both working and you've you've got children that want to do something and then you've got that you've got the added thing that kicks you in the head it's like you know the cost of an aeroplane goes up the cost of a hotel goes up the cost of an ice cream goes up and you're thinking yep. like give me a break here yep. do you know yep. what i mean Every, everything's expensive everything's does it does it, affect, <laughs> does it affect your customers do, do you do you see less customers during the school holiday I mean, i'm just i mean I nothing to do with your family at all but i just i'd just be interested in whether there is a seasonal trend 
Well, you probably do see a little bit less. I mean, I had a client the other day who, you know, was preempting me that her kids would come. And I said, you know, it's not a problem at all. You know, I've got, you know, colouring in books and stuff like that. They can they can sit and play. It'll be fine. The showroom's yeah. like a big soft play centre for some kids, and that's fine. If you just entertain it and let the parents mm. know that it's okay, it doesn't matter, then they can sit and relax and enjoy the process. And you just got to understand that there is kids and you've mm. probably got a time on it before the... Before yeah. um, the you want to keep so all that, the uh, the, the sweets with all the uh, all the e numbers in uh, out of sight because you don't want them charging around, jumping in your baths, dear, and all, and all of that. That'd be, you know, exactly. they'd be charging around the walls. The only benefit of that though is if they is like what goes up does come down, so they will burn out and eventually, eventually calm down. But exactly. so so back back to your family, back to your interests. So you know, you're, you you're active family. You like doing all, all sorts of things there. Do you, do you think, and, and not many people can say yes to this, and you don't have to answer truthfully, you can say whatever you want, you don't have to answer, Ross, but do you think as um, as a, as doing what you do at Victor Parish Scotland, you know, main person at the Edinburgh showroom, you get your work-life balance right? I do attempt it. Um, it is difficult, and it's probably difficult because of technology, you know, emails and stuff like that, where there's not really an off button but i do okay for, 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 for the listeners i'm going to give balance. an example of that because i messaged you about 10 past 10 last night because i forgot to message you during the day which is my fault you know but i thought just i'll just send it you know you'll pick it up in the morning you replied about five past seven this morning so you know it just shows you how it can be all consuming it really does and i find with my business that we have to be accessible, almost vampire-like, because a lot of people will want to talk to us when they're not working rather than when they are working. So you do have creative hours and you're flexible, but there also comes a time, and I'm really bad at it, where you just go, no. You know, I, I'm now, and I have to, some of my tactics, Ross, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're really basic. I lock my phone in the boot of the car. You know, I, I, I leave, so, so then I can't touch yeah. it. Um, because otherwise, you're, you're exactly. always drawn exactly. in, aren't you? You really can be. Yeah, when, uh, remember when when my son was younger, um, having to do something very similar because it was just continual all the time, phone calls, emails, all that sort of stuff. So it was always just about um, trying to get that break. Um, so now when I go home, phone's away, and then you know it might come out again yeah. 10 o'clock-ish or something um, and then follow up then. But... There is a demand for you know people needing to get a hold of you, you know, and that's only fair because they're approaching you at that time that they're available. So in theory, they're expecting an answer back because mm. that's what they've done. Um, but yeah, it is difficult to get that. Listen, we're, we're, we're not we're not alone struggling with that. So 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 I don't I don't we shouldn't worry too much. So I guess from 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 your your family's perspective, you know you've. You, 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 what you've achieved is going to be envious for so many people. You've got a young family, you're happy, you, you, you've got a successful career. Um, what would you say, Ross, have been the, the biggest challenges you've faced personally on that journey? And that might be at work, away from work. What are the big things you've had to overcome? That's a good question, that. Um, at work, definitely trying, you know, I'm young, uh, my appearance is young, so definitely trying to overcome people's perceptions of you know age and years equals experience 
um, has definitely been challenging. Um, so that 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 would be one thing in work, and that's just always something that you have to work with and uh, you know learn about and educate yourself on, and hopefully that comes across when you're with clients. Um, and then definitely when it comes to you know family life again is is what we just talked about before about having that separation. So when you're with family, you're with family, um, and when you're at work, you're at work, and it's trying to get that fine line and that divider. But they would definitely be two big things. Uh, and in work and in life. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I get that. I get that. You know, I was um, during my corporate career. I was relatively successful, young, and you're always overcoming different different things. And I guess I'm I'm only 44 now, so I'm, so I'm not that old, but I feel it sometimes. But you you kind of you, you look you look at it yeah. in all different ways, don't you? So you know, we've we've mentioned before we started recording that there's the cycling, there's the fishing, there, there's lots of different activities. Yeah. If you could pick one activity that that really gets you inspired, and and you you really, what would that be, mate? What's the big thing that that gives you that buzz? Definitely uh, took a, a love to the cycling, you know, um, with, my, with my son, you know, doing it a couple of years ago, you know, getting his bike and stuff like that. I thought, you know, I'm going to get one. I'm going to go with him. I'll, I'll uh, take him out and things. What I did was I kind of cheated a little and I got one of these electric Well, that's not fair if he's pedaling to try and keep up, thought... is it? That's awful. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought, well... You know, if I got one of these special things that can tow him, so if we're going somewhere and he gets tired, I can tow him, and then I know I can get. Oh, it hasn't got a big Victor Parish bathroom banner on the end of it as well, has it? It's not like it's not like you, <laughs> then then Jackson, then a big Victor Parish in stock now at the back of it. Just one more, just one <laughs> more lap of the castle. Come on, Jackson, we go around again with the cycle with the cycling. Um, I mean, is there any cycling that really interests you? Is it like the Tour de France? Is it the off-roading? Is it like going around that little drone? Is it, or just generally just getting out in the fresh air and blowing out the cobwebs? Well, that's most. That would be what I would do, and mm. just getting out in the fresh air, going somewhere, um, and it'd be great to just keep going. In terms of something that I would love to try, would be doing that kind of downhill racetrack yeah. stuff. There's a couple of guys up in here in Scotland that they'll climb the Munros. And then when they get to the top, they'll they'll cycle down and you see the videos that they, these guys are putting up. They just look amazing. The sights that they're seeing are definitely inspiring. It would be a great achievement to do something uh, like fair that. Fair play, fair play. I mean, I'm, 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 I've run a few marathons, or quite a few, I've, I've walked, but cycling for me, not not my thing. But but you know what? You know, it's, it all, I have so many people on this show that really have got that cycling bargain. They're doing it to raise money. They're doing it for fitness. For me, I don't think it matters too much, but, but I do believe that to be successful in any business, in any sector, in any walk of life, you need to have certain things and you need to have uh, passion, you need to have desire, you need to have a stable background in terms of family and you need to have, you know, with, without a doubt, some form of mental and physical fitness because it, it is a relief and it, and it helps you and I'm not I'm not an advocate of I get up at 4.30am and I change the world. I'm not one of them merchants. I'm not, not that. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I do believe that with, with a reasonably balanced and moderate lifestyle that involves nutrition, family, work life, it gives you the platform to go and succeed. Because, you know, you, your work takes up so much of your time. And if it's doing you nothing and you've got no release, it's really unfair. And over the years, and people will know this anyway, 
I have got my work-life balance wrong. You know, I've compromised work, my business for my family or compromised my family for my business. You make bad decisions. You end up in a, in a spiral and you've got to try and come out to it. So it's nice to talk to someone who's kind of, who's kind of got that balance. So long may that continue, Ross. And uh, that's a great way to kind of get to know you, get to know your family. So, 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 so yeah. it's Ross, Jenna, Jackson and Hannah, you know, and we've got to know you. I'm looking forward to, to when I'm in Edinburgh next, seeing you whizzing past me on your electric bike with, a, with the marketing. And what, what I'm really looking forward to more than else is visiting some of your showrooms because I get to a lot of showrooms. I'm, I'm actually in Scotland more often than you would imagine for someone living where I do and being from where I am. So it'd be really great to, to bring that to life in a different way. So thank you so much, Ross. Okay, Ross. So we've got an interesting part of the podcast now. We always do a Foyne Jones penalty shootout, which normally, on most occasions, not every occasion, is themed around a football team or a team or a sport that someone really follows. Um, you're, a, you know, you're into lots of different sports and, and you do them on a leisurely basis. So we're going to steer this slightly differently and we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to fire a few questions at you. Very quick questions, no right or wrong answers about your time at Victor Paris and things you get up to away from work. You ready to go? This is a good part. It's a four and joke penalty shootout. Okay, so so here we go. So in the business environment, in your 13 years at Victor Paris bathrooms, what is your proudest moment? That would be um, being part or part of the team that um, enabled us to win showroom of the year, which was for our 40th year. Um, anniversary. We're not big, we, well we've never entered any, in, into any awards or ceremonies or anything like that, but it was our 40th year. Um, I entered us into unknowing how much work we'd have to go in, into entering us into it. I thought it was just, you know, you say your name and the address and that's kind of it, but the, the work that goes into it afterwards is quite a lot and we, we won that. Um, not that long after, I think the next again year, we also then won the customer service award, which is um, an, like an involuntary award. It's, um, you get mystery shopped and then they come to you um, and then they decide if you, you, you've, you've won it or another achievement for the show. So, so being part of an award-winning business, winning showroom of the year, being mystery shops and being best in class. I mean, let's be honest, that, that's what everyone wants to be recognised at. If people are doing it off their own back, that's absolutely brilliant. And we all want to talk about the things that are good, don't we, Ross? So question two, we're not going to do that. I'm going to ask you to explain what has been your biggest disaster. One of those moments when you go, oh, no, you know, and you want the world to stop turning. What's been the biggest disaster for you, mate? The biggest disaster... Um... Would and well in work life would be it. Not long after I left school, I took a job, which basically involved stopping people in the street and getting them to buy haircuts or a massage from somewhere from another town. Okay, <laughs> that lasted about a couple mm. of days. How many haircuts or massages did you did you sell? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it just, it, it's just wrong on so many levels in the world of political correctness, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So stopping a stopping a woman or man saying, would you like a massage in the town next door is scary. Do you know what I mean? So fair play yeah. to you, mate. So yeah. not the career for you, hustling on the street. Um, not the Del Boy no. market trading or whatever. But OK, so so that was a disaster in terms of career choice. So proudest moment, you know, award winning room, being part of that team. Don't want to go back to tapping people up on the street to get a massage, and I'd, I'd advise you not to, mate. There's probably laws, probably laws against that now in some of the massage parlours I'm aware of, but never have visited. Let's talk about away from business. What was your proud? I mean, I think I know the answer anyway, but tell me what you're most proud about away from business. That's it. again another good question because there's so many different things. You know, to list maybe a, a small few of them. I spent um, a lot of my youth going up into my late teens, early 20s, doing martial arts. I'd achieved like a black belt in that. Um, anyway, the club kind of disappeared and uh, there wasn't the, the path to continue on from that. That would definitely be an achievement. And you've got the usual things where, you, you know, that you're you're here, you're happy, you're healthy and you're being successful. That's, that's probably achievement in this day and age well, as well. See, I mean, a black belt martial artist. What, what was your, what, what was you a black belt in? It was uh, Shukokan Karate. So I started that when I was about six. Um, I did got to the um, black belt first time when I think I was eighteen, um, but then I think when I was about twenty-ish, twenty-one-ish, the kind of it disappeared. And since then, I've never, I've always thought I'd maybe go back, but. Um, Never really got to that, so I, I think I'm maybe when my wee boy's ready, he can start. You know what, what, I, I can see you going back in like a player coaching role. Oh, I could, I could see, I can see that happening, mate. I don't know. I just well, you feel that you don't, you're not into and it. I got locked into the football for eleven years, mate. So you never know. You might end up sort of, oh, I'll just help you there. Oh yeah, I will you, and then boom, they've got you, and you're in. And all them little faces, they want to get yeah. their belts. Yeah. Well, it's a, okay. So. Never knew you was a black belt martial artist. You kept that. You kept that secret. You don't want to go back to the massages. You're proud of your awards. Who's been the biggest inspiration on your career? Or big, no, actually, biggest inspiration in your life in general. Um, inspiration in my life that, that would be my parents. My parents are successful. You know the, you know, in business and stuff like that. My dad's always been self-employed throughout his days. He's bought and sold companies. Done everything that you can think of. Um, so he would definitely be an inspiration and uh, try to do well, trying to achieve, try to push on. Um, when it comes to working here, um, you know, I, I admire one of the directors, uh, Mark Derighetti. Um, he runs uh, the retail side here in the showroom. Um, so definitely admire him and just how he is, how he conducts himself, who he is. How he comes across. So people like that could have a massive influence of your life because I my last episode, which we released, it was our, our highest ever charting one actually, and I had a, a man on there, Mark, who um, you know he was one of, he was the best boss I've ever worked for. I still call him boss, and um, I don't think I would have. I don't know. I don't know what I would achieve without him. But I look back on him, and yeah, that was amazing. So if you've got someone like that who can mentor you, they can manage you, they can inspire you, they can pick you up when you're a bit down and make you feel special when you're up there anyway, you know, that's, re that's, re that's, that's really good. And good parenting makes a difference. And parents that can put you on that path is probably why you've, you've started where you are and, and, and you've got to where, where you've got now. So brilliant. So if we spin that a little bit on, it, on its head, 
Um, I just want to dwell on something. Um, if you was to go back to yourself um, when you knocked on that door with your CV and your shirt and tie and you said, here I am, you know, what, what advice would you give to yourself now if you were starting that journey again? I do love what I do now. So, I mean, it was never, it was never like a choice to, to go into this career path because um, it wasn't one that I kind of knew existed when you're going through career schools and all that kind of stuff. But um, knowing what I know now, I should have done it earlier. Mm. Should have joined earlier uh, and, and got the ball rolling um, a lot sooner. That's but, powerful, you know, because there you you can't go back in time. And you it's to not try yeah. something, not do something, to not be sure... That's okay, but to look back in years to come and think I've never done it—that's that's that terrified me because yeah. you know I, I've took risks, I've had rewards, I've took risks that have backfired, and you know I probably do that every day to an extent. But but I think we get to meet, talk, and interact and network with so many different levels of individuals who are within our sectors, and you know there's a population of people that, that do play it safe, and they play it safe for the right reasons. Um, but you'd hate to think that they regret not applying for that position or not taking some time out to spend with their family or, you know, so, so you love what you do. You're an enviable position. You've told us about your inspirations, your parents and, and, and the director in your business. Now you brought in a, a bit of a curveball there, mate, from that side of the field, a black belt in martial arts. You know, you don't want to go back to selling massages, but you're an award-winning showroom manager. That's a brilliant penalty shootout, Ross. Thank you very much. Ross, listen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, really, because... Um, you're the second person in this series of, of podcasts that sort of moved from being a listener to being a guest um, without an agenda, really. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been brilliant. We've had some different guests from inside and outside the industry. But I think to to bring someone in like yourself and give you a platform to, to tell your story, you know, and tell it very humbly, um, that's really great. And it's good for the, for the KBB industry to to hear what people are doing on a daily basis. So obviously I'm going to bring recruitment into this podcast in some way because, you know, it's what, it's what feeds my family. So just from an employer, hiring manager, showroom manager's perspective, if I was interested in a, a career like you've had or just working in part of your award-winning team, what would, what would you be looking for from me during that interview process to – to give me a chance of becoming working with you, I think when I when I've done any interviews with people in the past, I've always not so much their appearance, but how they maybe conduct themselves verbally, uh, the 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 language and things like that, because you have to maybe be able to talk in a certain way or act in a certain way to represent the company that you're with or the consumer that you're maybe going to be um, in, interacting with. So that would definitely be one because you can't really just sit in front of me and not do anything um, because then you're not going to help yourself when it comes to asking a client to, to hand over some money. Um, you'll, you'll shy away from that. 
um, and definitely being prepared because again, there's a quite there's been a few times where you're maybe disappointed in someone's preparation of they've not got a CV or it's not up to date or a simple request of um, you're applying for a job and I might send send an email or a text back saying yep we've got availability uh, send me something over that resembles a CV but then you never really hear from them and I feel like well if you can't do something for yourself how are you going to then do something for your team your your boss your shop anything like that so that that would those those few things are are big keys that I think some people in the in the marketplace kind of I think, I think one of the you know to you're not saying things i don't hear on a on a regular basis and i think the you know you could break that down into different parts about being prepared and everything but ultimately you you're you're giving that individual an opportunity and it sounds like the first impression the being prepared the desire actually wanting to make this happen you know is what it's, that's that sparking the belly in something and you can't let's be honest you can't read that on a piece of paper but you get a feel for how people interact um but it's just it's really interesting to hear that because you know we we have so many conversations with different employers and we we roll out different services different approaches different technology to to prevent some of those problems happening and it's not a it's not a foreign junk pitch people know what we do and, and why we do it so so it's not about that but it's nice for someone who is employing people work for a business that employs lots of people to give some real feedback so so thank you very much for that um final final thing really for the podcast ross it's just to give you and you know your my listeners, your listeners, your network, my network, the great and good of LinkedIn and social media, a bit of a closing message about Victor Parish bathrooms or Victor Parish Scotland, the bathrooms you've got in stock, the, the, the way you can help them as a customer or, or, you know, them as a partner. Um, what sort of closing message would you like to say, Ross, about, about your business and, and what you're doing right now at the moment? Um, yes. Yeah, so still being a, a family company um, with, all the Victor's sons and granddaughters and nieces and nephews and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're all still in the shops, in the showroom. Um, if, if, you know, we're all able to make decisions, not me personally, but all able to make decisions on helping clients. So I think you, because of that, because we are big and you're away from that corporate kind of look, um, of a of a company where it's shareholders and opinions and voting and all that sort of stuff. If we need to change um, our strategies and our and our marketplaces and all that sort of stuff, things can happen very quickly. So if you are a big contractor doing multi units and needing four hundred flats developed, um, we're able to help. If you are just a Mister and Mrs Smith that just need a little council house uh, renovated up, we're more than happy to accommodate that as well. Ross, thank you so much. I'm going to summarise that. You know, you mentioned it earlier where you've changed some displays to represent what's happened in the market. You're, you're in a long established family business. Uh, you can work with speed. You've got best in class customer service. You've got stock across different floors, vast showrooms. Um, 
uh, you know, I, I love the fact you've got a good jingle that's all over the all over the wireless or the or, or in modern or in modern yeah. speak the radio. I've got I've got to remind myself I'm not from 1953, but um, you know you've got a good jingle. You're you're all over you're all over your area, and you're even dragging your little boy around on your electric bike with his with, with your promotional material. So, <laughs> Ross, you've been a fantastic guest, and it's nice to um, it's nice to get your business onto the show and get you onto the show. You're our first Pleasure. business from Scotland that, that's joined us, uh, so that that's great, and we'll be we'll be looking to continue there. Um, thank you so much. Have you enjoyed the podcast, Point Jones Show Experience, sir? Definitely, yeah, yeah. I hope I've uh, represented your show well, along with myself, obviously. No, uh, it's, yeah, it's been no, brilliant. It's Ross, thank you so much. That is the end of the Foy and Jones show. You've been a brilliant guest. School's out for summer. I want to wish you good luck in the coming weeks with Jackson and Hannah and the family. It's always challenging during the hot, hot summer because uh, I'm, I'm presuming it's hot in Scotland at the moment as well. Oh, too hot, mate. You, 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 you guys and girls don't like the sun as much as we do down south. But listen, thank you so much. You've been a brilliant guest. Stay in touch. I'm looking forward to coming up there and having a look around really soon. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.